keep your mental health muscles strong with the Emotional Badass Podcast. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, psychotherapist, and life coach. The Emotional Badass Podcast is your place to learn the mental health tips and tricks you need to build emotional resilience and practice mindfulness and gratitude. Join me every week for new episodes to reach a more grounded state of well-being as life brings its challenges. Search for Emotional Badass wherever you get your podcasts. Well, hello, hello. I'm Nurse Mo, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast, where I teach nursing concepts and share tips on how to thrive in school and at the bedside. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing some tips that you can rely on when you start to panic during an exam. Before we do that, though, let's take a quick minute for the listener shout out. And this one goes out to Mickey, who says this. Nurse Mo's helpful way of breaking down pathophysiology is incredible, but the real value of this podcast for me is her gentle, consistent reassurance. It is a tough gig being a nursing student. This podcast has so many tips and tricks. If you're having a moment of doubt and need a clear and calm voice, there's probably an episode that will really help. Happy to say I am now a qualified RN, but still keep coming back for more. Mickey, that is awesome. Congratulations on getting through school, on passing your NCLEX, and getting your license. And I'm super happy that you're continuing to listen. So today we're talking about tips for conquering test anxiety, basically when you start to panic during an exam. And this can happen to even the most prepared student. It's what you do next that dictates whether test anxiety is going to take over and fully run the show, or if you're going to get past this moment, get back on track, and continue with a successful exam. So when you start to feel like the test is getting out of your control, you might notice things like, your heart rate going up or feeling your heart pounding, a feeling of anxiety or dread. You're checking and rechecking the clock and you're starting to do the test math, right? Or the math, wait, yeah, the test math, sorry, uh, where you're thinking, okay, I've only got 30 minutes left. I've only got 20 minutes left. I've only got 17 minutes left. Okay, don't do test math, people. Maybe you're reading the question over and over without comprehending what it's saying. Maybe you're having negative self-talk. I'm I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail this exam. Oh my gosh, this is it. I'm going to get kicked out of nursing school. That can really mess with your brain. Maybe you're noticing that you're not processing information. So you're not able to decide on a correct answer. Your mind's all over the place. Maybe you have a sick feeling in your stomach, a rush of adrenaline. You're sweating. Maybe you even have tremors. None of these things feel good during an exam, but here's the deal. The exam's going to keep happening, okay? So if you want to come out the other side without too much damage, you've got to be able to get things back on track. You've got to find a way to cope and cope fast. So here are some things to do when you start to panic during an exam, okay? And feel free to listen to this 
every morning that you have a test while you're driving to your exam because I want you to remember what these things are. Okay, ready? Step one is pause. The most important thing you can do in this moment is pause and take some time to regroup. Take at least five deep breaths in and out just to clear your mind of those negative thoughts, to clear the clock checking habit, to stop yourself reading the question over and over, whatever it is, and also to decrease some of that tension in your body. It may help to physically pull your shoulders down. You might notice if you think about it, they're clenched way up. Pull your shoulders down. Clench your fists tight as you inhale, release your hands as you exhale. Do things like this to actively get the muscle tension out of your body. So you're going to take five deep breaths for that pause. Step two, reframe. Next, you're going to take five more breaths. Can you tell I used to teach yoga? I'm all about the breathing. Take five more breaths. Though right now, I have a cold if you can't tell. So my breathing is a little bit affected. But take five more breaths to adopt a more positive mindset. Choose a mantra that is true, that is believable, such as, I've prepared well and I'm doing my best. Repeat this mantra as you inhale and exhale for five more breaths. Now, does all this breathing take some time? Of course it does, but it can get you out of panic mode. It will save you time overall and help get you back on track. The one to two minutes that it takes to pause and reframe is definitely time well spent in an exam that's being sabotaged by test anxiety. Emotional Badass is the weekly mental health and wellness podcast dedicated to empowering you with the emotional education so many of us crave. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, a psychotherapist with expertise in talk therapy, personal growth, and therapeutic healing. Join me every week on the Emotional Badass podcast as we delve into the heart of emotional wellness, tackling topics from stress management and coping strategies to the nuances of being highly sensitive. We navigate life's challenges, uncover the subtleties of gaslighting and manipulation, and confront narcissism head on. All the while, we learn to forge healthy boundaries that enrich both our personal and romantic relationships. With brand new content every Sunday and over 300 past episodes in our archive, there's something for everyone. Search for Emotional Badass wherever you get your podcasts. Step three, resume. Once you feel more calm, continue on with the exam. And I want you to use some of these strategies to help you arrive at the best answers, okay? So now we're gonna talk kind of about some test strategies that you can use. Read the question slowly to ensure you don't skip over any key words such as all, none, except, most, least, priority, etc. And then read the question again. A lot of times you'll think you know what the question is asking and it's amazing how your brain fills in with words, phrases that aren't even there. So read it slowly and then read it again. Keep an eye out for negative qualifiers such as which option indicates the patient needs further teaching. This means you're looking for the one statement that's actually incorrect, and those can be tricky unless you read the question carefully. 
If you have to add information into the question or the answer in order to make it fit, and you're making these assumptions, you're heading down the wrong path. Everything you need in order to answer the question correctly is there. And think about what you already know about a topic, and don't waste time fretting about what you don't know. Try to anticipate what the answer might be before you look at the options, okay? So if, let's say, your question is gearing towards a hyperkalemia situation, think quickly what you know about that, right? Cardiac arrest, tall peaked T waves, potassium sparing diuretics, um, Mrs. Dash salt substitute, like just random things about hyperkalemia, right? Think about what the answer might be you know, having the patient on the cardiac monitor, whatever it is, um, maybe giving insulin and dextrose, like you're thinking about all these things, you know, about hyperkalemia, and what the answer might be. And then when you look at the answers, as things line up with what you already know, those are going to be the options that are viable options, right? Not the things that have nothing to do with hyperkalemia. So thinking about what you know versus fretting about what you don't know and then trying to anticipate what the answer might be before you look at the answers. You can also answer questions more easily if you kind of know like what they're driving at. So the ABCs, a lot of questions will be driving at your ability to understand the ABCs, airway, breathing, circulation. So let's say your patient has an airway obstruction and a blood pressure of 72 over 44. So clearly, Airways involved, breathing's involved, circulation is involved. What are you going to be dealing with first? Both of these things are important, but you're going to be dealing with the airway first, A, B, C. If your patient's breathing five times a minute with an SpO2 of 77% and has an arrhythmia, what are you going to address first? The respiratory issues. The only time circulation comes first is in cardiac arrest when you immediately start compressions as soon as that pulselessness is verified. So knowing your ABCs and applying that in clinical scenarios. And then other questions will be diving into your knowledge of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Many exam questions can be answered using Maslow, which dictates the more basic needs must be met before higher level needs can be attained. At that lower level are the physiologic needs and safety needs. These are going to be before things like belonging, self-esteem, and self-actualization. In other words, physiologic needs are at the very base and they take priority over everything else. And then safety also important. Some questions will be focused on patient safety. So when faced with a question like this, ask yourself, would not doing whatever intervention cause the patient to come to harm? This can often lead you to the correct answer. Note that many times the correct answer will involve staying with the patient. So if you've got an option and they seem similar, and one involves leaving the patient, and one involves staying with the patient, most of the time you're staying with the patient because that is a key component of patient safety. 
and then the nursing process. Those schools are moving toward a more robust framework, such as the Tanner model. The nursing process still has a really important place as the foundation of nursing practice. Many times, you can answer a test question based off where it lands in the nursing process. And a lot of times, it's going to be about obtaining more data, which is assess. So next time you are in an exam and you start to feel the anxiety ramping up, I want you to pause. Okay, so pausing is taking those five deep breaths just to clear some anxiety. Actively relax your shoulders, clench and release your hands, and then regrouping, reframing that with five more breaths to bring a more positive mindset. Use your mantra, and then resuming the test with some proven test strategies, okay? So I hope that helps you. I know test anxiety is a very uncomfortable feeling. I talk about it a lot. In an older episode, episode 67, if you want to go back and listen to that and kind of understand why it happens, you might realize, hey, I'm not the only one. This is kind of a normal thing to deal with. It's not so much that you won't have any test anxiety. It's knowing how to manage it so that you can keep your exams on track. And once you start to panic, you've got to be able to get back on track. That is what I want for you. So next week, I'd love to have you back with me. We're going to talk about external beam radiation therapy. You guys have been asking for more oncology-related episodes, so we'll be talking about radiation therapy next week. If you're following the show or subscribed to the show, it shows up magically for you, so go ahead and take a quick minute to do that. And if you find these episodes helpful, I'd love to read your five-star review on the podcast for my next listener shout out. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing. Keep your mental health muscles strong with the Emotional Badass Podcast. I'm Nikki Eisenhower, your host, psychotherapist, and life coach. The Emotional Badass Podcast is your place to learn the mental health tips and tricks you need to build emotional resilience and practice mindfulness and gratitude. Join me every week for new episodes to reach a more grounded state of well-being as life brings its challenges. Search for Emotional Badass wherever you get your podcasts.